So a little bit about me. I'm a game developer. I love games. I play games. That's pretty much all I do. So I think a lot about games. And usually when I'm in, a, in the context of like something else, I kind of think about, oh, well, how can games kind of get into this context? And lately I've been watching a lot of sci-fi movies and futurology type of stuff. And that's where this idea came from. So the idea behind this is – so you know like there's games like World of Warcraft and like these big like MMO-type games where they really like, – they suck in your life. And there's people that play a good you know, 40 hours a week plus where they turn it into their full-time jobs, right? So the idea is to make the game actually be your job, right? So let's say that you have a job stocking shelves at a grocery store, right? Well, why not make a headset you put on and you sit at home and you control a robot that puts things onto shelves, a so real robot in real life. Yeah, there's a real robot in real life that you're controlling, but you're playing a game. You know what else it could be under is like the um, from Avatar where the guy gets into that role and when he, when he moves his arm, the big thing moves his arm. <laughs> so you could have that in the store and mm-hmm. you're hooked up and when you move, it's actually moving. Right. You know what I mean? Is that what you were thinking? Or? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of picturing someone like – so I don't know if you guys have read that book, uh, Ready Player One. I think there's mm-hmm. a movie coming out next year. But so basically you like strap yourself into like this harness and like you know, you know a headset and like a, a bodysuit where they like you can feel things touching you. So you're basically going to be strapped in and it's like you're going to be like it's like you're almost there, but you're not. You're just sitting there or standing there in your living room playing a game. Yeah. Is that supposed to be fun? Stocking shelves? No, see that's the thing. You make it fun because instead of stocking shelves with like rice and beans and things like that, you make it more interesting. Like oh maybe you're picking up these little creatures and putting them on the shelves. Right. It can be whatever you want it to be. Severed <laughs> heads of your enemies. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> a Tetris type game where you've got to put it on the right shelf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That might work as an actual game. Otherwise, it's just not a. Uh, yeah. I have a hard. Some jobs might be able to <laughs> make a game out of them. Let's say. How about if you're a landscaper and you're cutting grass? You've got control of a lawnmower. It's in front of a house. It's an automatic lawnmower that you're controlling, mm-hmm. and you could turn that into a game. You know, Instead of you being there and cutting the lawn, you're controlling it, and, and that could be a game where you're doing something else. But actually, in reality, a lawn is getting cut, right? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Maybe one aspect of it? Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Because like, you know, when you get into, like, really into those games, I mean a lot of your time is actually spent doing things that are very repetitive tasks, right? If you gamify it properly, you could actually probably get people to actually like, think that they're having fun by doing it. Which is what I feel like a lot of the games actually are nowadays where people aren't really having fun, but they right. think they're having fun. Right. You know, it's kind of like this diversion. Well, I think if, if you were actually in war, an actual war, it wouldn't be any fun. Right. But on a video game, yeah. it's tons of fun. Yeah. So that's the kind of, the, I think, what you're talking about. You, you can make anything, something that is as horrible as war, actually into a fun game, which they already do a lot of. So mm-hmm. I don't see why you couldn't make stocking shelves a blast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it turned it into a game somehow or cutting lawn or whatever, garbage man or whatever, you reach out, you grab a bucket, you throw it in the back of the truck, you know, type of thing. Maybe it's not fun in and of itself, but it, like you said, it's the task that you have to do to get mm-hmm. points. Like, it, yeah. this is how you regain health or mm-hmm. get right. money to buy the weapon in the game. And it'd be great too yeah. if there was a, a little problem you had to solve, you know, like you got to a certain point and you, just like in games where you would. You know, you've reached that point. Now you get to go to the next level, maybe, you know, something like that. You'd have to have an incentive, right? I mean, to, to, to be faster or better mm-hmm. than the next guy. Maybe you'd get a raise if you cut more lawns <laughs> than the next guy or something. Yeah, it could be something, too. Where I mean, I, I kind of see getting to the point where if, if that became like a big thing, you could have people like where that's their actual job and their rent's getting paid by them doing this. 
So if you get them like really into it, it's like you, they think they're having fun and they're getting their rent paid at the same time. Are you allowed to scare children with the <laughs> grocery stacking robot? I don't see why not. I mean, I think that's all the fun. I would that think, might be the I funnest think the more, part. Yeah. yeah, the more children you could scare, the more points you would get in that game, I yeah, would yeah. think. Or, you know, a multiplier. Children and old people, <laughs> they're all fair game. There's certain people you might not be able to scare, like they might drop their baby if you scare them. <laughs> Do you get a penalty in the game if you accidentally cause a baby to die in real life? Yeah, it could be like <laughs> one of those things, like, you know, like when you're going and learning how to shoot a gun, you have like the targets you fire at and the ones you don't fire at. It could be the same thing, but with scaring people. Like, okay, you can scare these, but if you scare that one, you're going to lose points. I like it. Um, any other tasks that you think would be good for it other than stocking shelves and mowing the lawn? Yeah, so what if you went really meta and your job was to play a game where you're controlling a computer that's playing a game and like competing in like esports? But not directly because, you know, everyone already does that. So this time you're going to control a computer that does it or a robot. So you're like playing a game where you're like Mark Cuban. You're like the, the owner of the team. Yeah. But you don't play the game. You just negotiate contracts. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I might actually enjoy that. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole like the meta level, right? Where it's like you get, you, you get to see things that are going on around what you're actually trying to do and see things from like a bigger picture. That might be a great tool like for – training management people or something like that you know oh um, yeah people that are going to obviously be leading other people and you could you know get them into that first and show them what the impact of their decisions are in the company when they start making these decisions and stuff like that maybe kill a couple kids on all the time what do you think <laughs> <laughs> is all of this just because you're too lazy to get up off the couch <laughs> yeah i mean that's really the whole the whole idea there right it's like this way you never have to actually leave that's what everything's going to right? yeah um, don't you think you're just promoting agoraphobia? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I don't know if that's a bad thing, though. I mean, that's kind of... Well, the thing, too, is if you have agoraphobia, you probably don't have a job. So at least it'll at least give you an opportunity to do something productive. Right. Yeah, I wonder how that would manifest if they would be afraid to play the game. <laughs> or if because it's sort of anonymizing, like the people in the real grocery store don't see you, maybe you're not afraid to do that. Yeah, it could be a good test to find out, you know, put someone with agoraphobia in that situation and see if they maybe act normal. Wow. I used to have panic attacks when I was about your guys' age, maybe that was about 27. And I couldn't go into like a stadium, you know, with a ton of people. Anywhere that I couldn't get out of, like, instantly, I couldn't, I couldn't walk into, you know. So you could take a person like that and have them walking through a huge concert arena with a million people or something and just see how they felt about it. Knowing that they're not really there, but still in their mind, they're kind of there. So maybe that might help them to actually get over the fear. Yeah, kind of like conditioning them to right. start accepting that that's yep. okay and they're, they're safe. Yeah. Are you there, Brian? Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's kind of neat one of the things that i have available at my work it's something that new they just started doing but it's like this almost like an ipad and it's connected to like a segue and it's meant for like say i'm working from home today and there's a meeting going on but i want to be present in the meeting so what i would do is i would log into this ipad thing and it would pop up my webcam and then i would put the location that i want it to go to and it would drive its way to the location, like, say, the meeting room. And then I would be on the iPad screen in front of everybody like I was actually at the meeting, even though I'm not there. Do you remember Sheldon Cooper doing that on uh, <laughs> Big Bang Theory? Do you work yeah. in a hospital <laughs> or a university? Uh, 
I am actually also a video game designer. <laughs> so it was uh, cool. I've never met Andre. Cool. <laughs> I, I just assume that hospitals um, are like one of the only I, companies rich enough to afford this type of uh, frivolous technology. We work in training technology. So a lot of the stuff that he's talking about doing, like uh, gamifying a process, is a lot of what I do for uh, daily life, <laughs> pretty much. is uh, I find ways to create you know, what these people are going to be doing in their day-to-day life in a way that's going to be fun and entertaining because in 2017, it's not good enough to just sit there with a PowerPoint and listen to someone talk anymore. Very cool. So you're just <laughs> silently judging Andre's idea, and you're thinking, like, amateur. This is my No, profession. no, no. I was listening to it. It's really cool because, like I said, that's kind of like uh, what I apply, but almost in like a day-to-day life thing would be awesome. Yeah, I like the segue idea. You could do a lot with that. Has anyone like been frightened by that yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of. It's, like I said, it's new. We've only had it for, I think, less than a week, two weeks maybe. So it hasn't been used a whole lot yet. I think they're still in the testing phases. Cool. Yeah, I can already think of some things you could do with that that just be a little bit too funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm comedian Ron Rigby. I'm Andre Bellis. My name is Brian Harrison. I'm your host, Tom Walma. This is Creativity Wasted. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. You can get uncut episodes, early access to episodes, notes about the ideas, and bonus stuff like that. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Thanks for listening.